getting a little bit nervous, you guys. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's very exciting, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like a like a first date with an old flame or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Listeners might might notice that my voice doesn't sound like shit now. It sounds beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's because I have a real microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Now I can appreciate your dulcet tones. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not like four feet away from my <laughs> my webcam, like a little dot. Uh, my, my office is not set up for, for recording. Yeah, we are all vaccinated. We are all back together yeah. in the pod in the pod cave. It's pretty in the, sweet. In the pod palace. Yep. It's wonderful. And uh to our international um audience, um I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry America has stolen all of the vaccines from the entire rest yeah. of the world. Yeah, and, seriously. Uh, we don't even want them. We're like trying to get each other to take the vaccine at this point. In like other countries, like millions of people are getting you know sick, and they're like, "Please, please, give us anything." And we're like, "I don't know." Yeah, you can take the one like we rejected. Like you can take maybe maybe take the AstraZeneca. I don't know. Like, yeah, this shitty AstraZeneca thing. Yeah, or like you know, like I mean, the vaccine is a lot is a lot like uh, Mickey Mouse in that like you know we don't want to get rid of any of the intellectual property <laughs> for like the next like sixty five years. We're gonna need to realize the you know the, the full profit of 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 this thing that should yeah. rightfully belong to to everybody because it actually works better when everyone has access to it. Yeah, that's that's the kicker, right? Is yeah. that like exchange value way, way, way more important than use value, right? The fact that this thing actually prevents a global pandemic does not matter. What does matter is that it is. Uh, uh, Where are the incentives? It, 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 Where yeah. are the incentives? If yeah. you just let people use this thing to like i don't know put a clamp on this like epidemic that's like grind all of the economies of the world to a halt um you know like you're you're gonna mess you're picking winners and losers you know you're messing with the invisible hand and next time maybe these pharmaceutical companies will just say no i don't feel like i don't feel like developing a a a life-saving vaccine because you're just gonna give it away right yeah and that is actually how some of these fucking cretins uh, think it, it's speaking of did you guys know that the unemployment benefit extensions are destroying the economy as we know it because no one wants to work at hardy's shit yeah i absolutely love to see all of these people just refusing to work these fucking shitty jobs for ten dollars an hour that are like degrading and dehumanizing and don't even help you pay your rent and they're just being like, no, not going to do it. Yeah. The dollar store, uh, the Burger King, like these places that are just, they have signs on the doors that are like, we're closed because our boss is a piece of shit and we're not doing it anymore. And now let's launched a thousand think pieces saying that, you know, the government is destroying the private economy, the private sector economy, and um, all these lazy people would rather sit at home on unemployment than actually work for a living. And to me, it sounds like a classic supply and demand problem. Yeah. If you have a demand for employees and the supply is low, you need to change the conditions of the market. And one great way to do that is to start offering people a living wage and maybe some benefits. Yeah. I think that that would do it. Yeah. Big, Big if true. Yeah, Brittany, you had a, a theory that it's only fans. Well, so I think that what's <laughs> happened is that, like, 
everybody who they can't find to work now um, has either died or has an OnlyFans account. Like, that's the deficit in the service sector economy right now. Uh, All the people who would otherwise work at these uh, very dangerous jobs where they were highly exposed to the coronavirus, they've either dead or they're selling nudes online for, like, you know, seven times as much as they were making at Hardee's. So, I think it's great. Yeah. So you can subscribe to the Ironweeds OnlyFans at no. <laughs> Absolutely not. You wish. Yeah. yeah. You wish, listener. <laughs> no, we, uh, um, I was uh, I was talking to my mom earlier today because we're recording on Mother's Day. Happy uh, Mother's Happy Day. Mother's Day. Happy, Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Hi, mom. And if you don't like your mom, that's yeah. that's great. Yeah, it's also okay. ha- yeah, that's yeah. fine. You know, it happens. Live your best life. Yeah, but um, uh, uh she uh, went and saw um some family out in Lake Wales, Florida. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Florida geography, that's like um, uh, hell. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. a really terrible place. And uh, well, it, it, but wet hell. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's it's poverty stricken. It has nothing um, going on. I think they tried to build a Lego land out there or something. I don't know. But um, a lot of cheap cheap land uh, with people have uh, um, swindling each other and dying from opiate overdoses but uh uh so my, like some of my my second cousins and my my great aunt you know they, they all just kind of they're all the kakachis are, are living out there and uh, and uh and they um <laughs> i have a second cousin that uh does window tinting which is dope a, a extremely florida job yeah right yeah you know, uh, window tinting. it's essential work it's essential yeah and and she was yelling about how um no one's taking like Brittany was talking about. Like no one's taking these jobs. Like there's jobs all over the place. We're we have a job that uh, in in the this this uh, window tinting company that you know pays fifteen bucks an hour and all this other stuff. Yeah. And uh, uh, and and she's like, it's just because people are lazy. And and my mom, who is just you know to her credit, getting in- in- increasingly fed up with everyone's bullshit, <laughs> is uh, um, so it was like, well, I like yeah, but like then it must show that you know that isn't enough right if 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 people aren't being incentivized to go take that then it must be a bad deal right you know uh deals we had four years of a president that knew a lot about deals and so we all learned a thing or two yeah right we learned something about a good deal and and you know now we're just a smarter country for it no um uh and so uh, <laughs> and so my, 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 my cousins are complaining, complaining about this. And she's like, it's a good, it's a, gr- I have a great boss that like, he even pays me, um, uh, like half of my paycheck under the table so I can still get, uh, food stamps. And, and my mom's like, time That's out. That's how great the job yeah, is. Yeah. She's like, time out, time out. So like, you can see that your position that caught, that you pay, you get more than 15 bucks an hour. You still need food stamps. To get, so like, do you see how, like, maybe not no one that wants good of a deal? <laughs> yeah, like no one wants this job because it's a bad deal because it's even worse than the one you're getting where you have to like break breaking the law to get food stamps, <laughs> which is cool. Like you should no, swindle rules. the government yeah. to get free food. That is cool, and but, to not pay taxes. Yeah, <laughs> like that's awesome. The, our president, our former president, told us that that is cool, and I agree. It makes you smart. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> it's <laughs> the only smart thing he ever said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's f- fucking whatever. All right, so um. 
Yeah, well, like, I don't understand what... Uh, so, yeah, that, that's the kind of thinking that's going on right now, is that, like, everyone's lazy except for me uh, because I take the initiative to bilk the government out of food stamps. You know? So, which, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard out there, man. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, it is hard. It's hard out there for everybody. There's trouble in, in all of the paradises. Yeah. Have you guys seen that uh, Bill and Melinda Gates uh, finally broke up? so sad that was crazy yeah. i know america's yeah. sweethearts yeah and i just i can't believe 27 years yeah i think something like that a lot yeah. of years i guess they they never restarted to and updated their marriage what do you think what <laughs> do you think was what, sorry i don't know what that, i don't know whatever I'm going <laughs> what do you think was go. the uh the wedge well that, there's a that... rumor that he was having an affair with a woman on his staff Oh, really? At the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. That's, oh, wow. that's a rumor that I saw. I had, that's not been confirmed by uh, anyone, to the best of my knowledge. Um, I don't remember the the woman's name, but yeah, that's that's what I heard. I thought it would be about the whole vaccine thing. Because, like, you know, Bill Gates is, he's out there wiling, like, all the time. Like, he, he came out during this, you know, past several weeks where, like, I don't even know the, the numbers, but, like, unimaginable loss of life in india like four thousand people a day yeah just like you know horrible horrible uh rates of infection and deaths you know people donating like oxygen containers like internationally like you know just doing everything they can to like try and make it you know somewhat better for the people who are suffering with covid in uh india and he's like i think it's really important that we uh don't uh waive the ip protection for these uh vaccines you know, let me just come out as the world's most successful philanthropist. And by successful, <laughs> yeah. I mean he's made more money off of the human species while being in a position of philanthropy than I think anyone ever. Something like it's a very lucrative business giving your money away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently. Um, and yeah, so you know, as like I think the second richest person on the planet, he just decided to weigh in to the court of public opinion and be like, "Yeah, under no circumstances should we like I don't know um, share this life saving vaccine technology around the whole world because you know they they don't have the the right infrastructure and uh, where would the incentives be? And uh, you know, I think that that's probably if I was Melinda. That would have been the the uh, the straw, the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back for me. But but she's probably just she probably agrees with him on that. Probably. Yeah, I'm not yeah. convinced that Melinda Gates has a whole lot of a heart yeah. when it her, comes to her name's you know. on the door too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I I you know there, there's the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing, right? Like there was a, a a headline that said that like Melinda had told Bill to like not go. Not be fucking around uh, not, with yeah. to the sex yeah. island. Yeah, yeah. Like don't go on a thing called the Lolita Express uh, to a yeah to <laughs> to, to a child rape island. Yeah. So like that. Um, I would hope that that caused a riff that was unrepairable. I would hope. Yeah, uh, for, I don't know. for someone's soul, you know, for her soul. But yeah, no. And, and, <laughs> I guess and, I'm feeling very cynical. Yeah, I mean, like, in, in general, about the it, whole thing. I mean, it's probably because they disagreed about like the color of the court's countertop on their 45th home. Like that's probably <laughs> it. Like like that that matters more than like the livelihood of billions of people. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, imagine just being so rich that when you get a divorce, it's international news for it's, like a yeah, week. It's, it's a ge- it's a geopolitical <laughs> event. 
like yeah like that that's that that's a sign that you live in a healthy democracy when there's like a marriage there's a marriage breaks up and you're like oh, i don't know oh my gosh what what does this mean for the price of gasoline and like oh what what why i pledge my fealty to the lord of gates <laughs> all right well speaking of uh healthy functioning democracies did you guys uh see the city council uh from this week oh god it was just another one of those yeah. sessions where like nonstop, um, you know, dissent coming from the community, uh, in this case around adding six, uh, full-time police officers from the general fund, which yeah. is like the pothole fund, like yeah. the yeah. thing that we're supposed to be using for like actually public services, but instead handing over to like this unaccountable and like, you know, retributive violence wielding gang. And they <laughs> like somehow, uh, convince the city council and the mayor to hire six more cops uh i read somewhere that like troy new york is per capita one of the highest police yep. like areas in the country in the, in the oh in the country and i it, knew it was true for the state yeah it, it, i would believe it for the yeah. country though yeah it's up there we have something like 170 cops now in a city of like fifty thousand. Yeah. and like you can't go anywhere without running into like five or six cops on the way there I, yeah. I, I, for a city our size of like a, a little less than fifty thousand, we should have like i think like 80 or something cops or something like that i think because, you mean zero i think yeah you mean yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yes right no i mean yeah i mean zero slip but, of the tongue. yeah but like like, like if if you were if we were normal it would be if like you go to like the yeah. baseline crazy normal like the normal that is not good like yeah. that that kind of normal yeah it would be it's like 16 cops or like it was like one one 16 cops per thousand people or something like is that, that like average yeah yeah um and yeah we have we have more than that. Yeah. It's- yeah, I mean, this is why the notion that we can just, like, work with the city council, that, like, if we write enough emails or letters or call or something like that, then they will concede to the people's will. It doesn't work that way. They don't. We need to replace them, which is why you, listener, should go to kianifortroy.com and also marquitafortroy.com. Yeah, yeah. We'll post the links to both of their campaigns in the show notes, but we have the primaries coming up. Um, oh, the kitties are getting their, their dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Look at how cute they are. I miss the cats. Um, primaries coming up in June, so if you want to get involved in the campaign or give us some money, if you're not local, but you want to pay for uh volunteer food and pins and literature and all that shit do it but we have to get some people in the city council who are not going to approve these budgets yep. like, yeah. that's the only option that's the only fucking option yep it's the yeah. only thing to stem the tide yeah june 22nd is, june 22nd is the is early the voting starts i think the 16th yeah, yeah. um yeah. and uh d colin uh is uh running in in district one yeah so that's she, she does not have a primary no primary yeah, uh, so, as so no got, opponent yeah. but she actually has the democratic endorsement so right. we'll see you know it's deep red territory where we're recording from right now and so i mean it's easy for the democrats to endorse a progressive when they like know that it's a republican district that's why they will not endorse progressives in any other fucking district in this that city. seems to be the way yeah yep. yeah. yeah it sure is hmm. Hmm. raise up black women's voices unless they want to defund the police and then don't do that yeah, so yeah. don't do that so yeah. much but uh yeah it's really disappointing i mean i don't know if it's like to be disappointed you have to have like expectations yeah, i suppose it's, it's, it's so like face. Yeah, yeah it's pikachu right. face <laughs> um but yeah uh it's just it, it like it, it's one of those things that like 
you just see it coming and you see it happen and you're just like, fuck, like, I wonder how self-conscious these people are like on the city council that are just regularly uh, going against the popular will of their constituents, like time and time and time again. I like wonder how they rationalize it or if they're just like, oh, no, I'm like corrupt as all get out. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand how like, so part of, I, you know, we're, we're treading ground that I think probably most of our listeners already know about because we've talked about it on the show and mm-hmm. you guys memorize everything we say verbatim all the time. <laughs> you better because the test yeah, is coming yeah, yeah, up it is, soon. It is. Uh, but um, there will be a reckoning. No, but the, um, uh, the I mean, the, the fact that like, like in on the, the PR, the prick, right? The, yeah. <laughs> on the prick, like there's like the president of the NAACP, like the local NAACP chapter here. And you just like, rat fucked her you, yep. ju- you just yeah. like you're just like you you put her on there and then like didn't listen to anything her or any of the other black people yeah like it's that it's like and basically version them 1.0 racism yeah yeah it was just like you know, you don't even ask them to be a part of the like the writing of the final report and then you're just gonna walk around at the farmer's market being like i'm a i'm a liberal you know it's like like how do you show your face in public like that that is like so despicable it is so i i'm really i'm frankly i'm just kind of looking forward to monica krasinski uh walking uh in front of our house again uh like she like she likes to do every once in a while is now the weather's nice i'll be outside are we gonna sit outside and heckle her I, I would like. I, I would like. I, I I would like to. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. I mean, I would we'll make like, a day of it. I, I mean, I would, what I what I really want to do. And if, Yo, okay, I know Monica doesn't listen to this. We're on a first name basis. How All do right. you know that? Uh, okay, maybe she does. Okay, Monica. We uh, do have a Monica uh, K, who's yeah. a patron, who's been a year long. That, that's funny. No, I'm Ooh. just kidding. Yeah. I made yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm okay. sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. So Mo- Monica, that would rule, though. Monica, if you are listening, like like hit like 30 seconds forward a couple of times. All right, it's a, it's a surprise. <laughs> you'll love it. You'll you'll absolutely love it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Okay, ready? Okay, she's gone. Um. Uh. So uh, I really want her to walk by, and I'll go. Oh, Monica. Hey, hey. Like, can I ask you something one second? And I'm, I'm imagining, you know, like, I'm all dirty from being in my garden. And, and you know, like, I, I've just got a big smile on my face. Yeah, yeah. You know, just being really friendly, very Rockwellian. Right? Like, yeah. So, I just have, like, one question, you know, like, about how government works. And I'm like, how, how fucking dare you? <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, that's street harassment. <laughs> David is so good at making friends in local government. Yes, he really makes it easy to accomplish things. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. It's just like wow. But it like really is like if what I yeah, I like I, I know I know that yeah, I'm not I'm probably not making anything easier, but also it's like it's how how can you be more mad at someone like trolling the deputy mayor than you are at the deputy mayor rat fucking like a priest? Like, she also <laughs> sent this priest. She also sent this finger wagging email. To like all of the like several um, uh, organizations who were associated with the Earth Day cleanup that everybody did in mm-hmm, Troy mm-hmm. on Earth uh, the the weekend before Earth Day, and you know the county campaign was handing out recycling bins. We got fifty recycling bins from the city. We had events on Saturday and Sunday where we all picked up trash, and anybody could get a recycling bin. Anybody who drove by or walked by, anybody could get one. To be clear, a a campaign for city council was like, hey, we're a campaign for city council. We would like 50 recycling bins to hand out on Earth Day. On Earth Day. Right. So Makes it was sense, like not right? like yeah. a, yeah. it wasn't like some sneaky, like, you know. Yeah, there'd be hi, no sneaky I, way I, of doing that. a private citizen would yeah. like to 
to get 50 recycling bins for purposes that I will not be disclosing. <laughs> Hi, I am Landlord John clear. Smith with 50 properties that all need their own individual recycling bins. That so probably would have worked. Yeah, right? So then yeah. she sends out this finger-wagging email to everybody associated with the Earth Day cleanup saying that, like, uh, recycling bins and trash collection bags are city resources, and they are not meant to be used... For campaign purposes, as per New York State, the New York State Constitution, su- article such and such, whatever. These, and these weren't like taking a recycling bin and putting it into a non-recycling bin purpose, though. This was like getting recycling bins in the hands of people who would use them. For yeah, the we purpose. weren't turning them into canoes so we could travel <laughs> down the Hudson electioneering. Like yeah. we were, get, people were getting recycling bins. People who, by the way, were saying like, "I've been asking the city for a recycling <laughs> bin for five years that I haven't been yeah. able to get one." Yeah. Like, so yeah. you know, it's just it's it's just all such fucking. You you were pissed off that a an insurgent. Uh, frankly, like, I think, like, black non-binary person who's an insurgent candidate for the city council, like, you were pissed off that they were doing good for the city, mm. and people were seeing that, and that mm. bothered you. Mm. Gave away so, all Monica, 50. if you cancel your Patreon subscription, I understand. We've been shit-talking you. It's it's reasonable <laughs> if you do that, but also, next time you walk by my house, I might throw eggs at you. It's possible. It's, it's not a threat. Distinctly possible. Non-actionable. No. Yeah. Just thinking. Parody. Parody satire. Parody satire. Oh, we haven't done a parody satire in a while. <laughs> it's so nice to be back with you, you guys. guys. I'm really, having so much fun. It really is. I'm, I'm really glad to have you guys over. And uh, it's not quite into that period of the um, upstate New York summer where uh, we have to take, like, breaks every 40 minutes to, to use the, the AC. To turn the air conditioner on. <laughs> no, it's very comfortable in here. Yeah. It's yeah. been cold, actually, this yeah, May. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hack the world alert. Uh. <laughs> yeah uh uh um so uh we we have it on good authority that um the rensselaer polytechnic uh um servers both their their email and their blackboard server has been down for like three days so far and, and, <laughs> damn and this that is, rules and this is finals week so damn yeah so like no one can really do anything including the administration like can't talk to anyone because they 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 only do it through emails it's the, almost like they the email servers down. They need like some some STEM people. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all uh, just really the only thing that we really need to say here is uh, whoever's behind it, keep going. You're so close. Keep You're so it. close You're to so canceling close. finals. <laughs> yeah. You're so close to canceling your finals. They will break. They will. You you just you just need to. Get, we believe in you. Hold, and also, if you have any power longer. at RPI, just cancel your finals. Yeah. Just cancel them. Yeah. Just give them A's. Just do it. Yeah. The ones who are kind of shitty and don't really come to class, give them B's. But the rest of them, give them A's. <laughs> they just, it's been a hard year. They deserve it. Do you, yeah. th- do you think some, some like dipshit from like Oracle or Google like is going to come like three years later and like knock on your door and be like, did you give... I have this employee who cost me a million dollars because he didn't know yeah. like, you know, what, what, like, like some... I don't some bullshit that you taught in week four of, of <laughs> your semester. Like now, now we've lo- oh, look at all this value to shareholders we lost. Fuck. Yeah. It's like no, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Grades don't matter anyway. Stop doing grades. Twenty twenty one. We don't need grades anymore. We don't need accreditation. We don't need people to like be able to prove that they know how to build a bridge. Like no, eventually, just pass or fail. <laughs> yeah, fair. That pass works. or fail. That's yeah. how it was with where David and mine's undergrad. Everything was pass fail. Yeah. 
Plus, well, like, who's satisfactory gonna... and unsatisfactory yeah. was how yeah. it was. But I mean, it's yeah. great. Like you, there that takes a lot of the pressure off. Like you can be more creative. You can, like, kind of you can it 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 encourages entrepreneurship at the university level. <laughs> Sorry, I was such <laughs> I, I was saying. such a fucking nerd when I was like in college. I was like such not necessarily a grade grubber. Like I never like begged for a higher grade than I got or anything like that. But like I basically did nothing but school. When I, mean, I was, I like, was a huge nerd. All yeah. I did was work my part time job. Yeah. It sometimes two of them and do schoolwork, yeah. and that's all I fucking did. And I, re- I was high for literally all of it, <laughs> but I was an anthropology major, so you could do that. It was fine. Fuck but yeah. yeah, dude, I was a total like I was a very much a tryhard when I was in school. And now I feel like a chump because like you could just have lied about your GPA, and nobody's gonna like do the due diligence. <laughs> Having like been a hiring person, you know, for like. A, there's n- there's never been once that like I actually looked up like online records to try to like verify someone was like summa cum laude or whatever, and which by the way I was. Um, oh, but uh, yeah, fancy. it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter. No, you know, it like matter. it doesn't matter at all. Like <laughs> like just give him the degree. Yeah, just give him the degree. I think the reason I was like such a tryhard in school was that like I felt I needed to do it for like like the honor of my family almost like my parents because really? like yeah like i did it a lot for them but um uh hi mom love you Happy <laughs> oh. uh, but also uh i like didn't have much of a political like f- you know grounding in the world at all and i was almost postponing all of that i was like ah i'm just gonna like keep my nose down to the grindstone and just like finish the school thing and then i'll become like an adult and what I thought was going to happen is I'd like graduate into a world where like there were sort of pure parents that were like looking out for the the goodwill of like us all. And that like those were the people in high positions of power in like the corporate and political world. In a and- world <laughs> where your boss cares about your emotional well-being. <laughs> And it, like once I graduated, I just like started. That wasn't the world. Yeah, no, I, I like started giving myself a political education. And uh, man, I wish I had done that earlier. Yeah, yeah, because I wouldn't have tried so hard. I was a try hard <laughs> because I really liked school and I wanted to be good at it and I wanted to know things and I was very curious and I loved what I was studying. But I think that that was because I was going to, like, a hippie liberal arts school where that was encouraged and, like... Yeah, I was going to say, that's a weird way to say economic incentive. <laughs> right? is I it, had is an it... anthropology degree. Right, there I know, was, I was no gonna... economic oh, that's, incentive. That's what I was going to say. Like, isn't that, uh, well, isn't that what everyone says? Like, right. the only yeah, way yeah, you yeah. can incentivize anyone to do anything is yeah. by paying? Like, yeah. 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 yeah, so it turns out that's not true. No. Well, no. if if everybody gets to do things they enjoy and want to excel at, yeah. then, yeah, you right. know, yeah. yeah. Like, I think we need to get people to do, um, you know, the work that needs to be done by just, you know, telling them how much of a special boy or girl they are. Yeah. Like. Giving them trophies. Yeah. Nice stickers. Have you, do you know the power of a really cool sticker? Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, like, how many people me? signed up for the $5 Patreon? Just for those stickers, <laughs> which are very nice. Patreon.com slash Ironweeds, if you would like a very nice Ironweed sticker. And more content. And yeah. more content. Yeah. What are we talking about this week? Oh, we're, we're talking, talking about... about the clitoris cult. Yeah. Oh, so that's a little yeah. sneak peek. Yeah, a little... Of your fr- <laughs> friend of the show, Shelly, tipped us off to the... The cult of the clit, which is what we'll be talking about on our bonus episode. 
I so am the clit commander. Sorry. So a little Jane Silent Bob. So uh, most of you have probably, if you're on Twitter at all, or if you're on left Twitter, you've probably seen the like horrific violence that has been occurring in East Jerusalem for the past like week, really. So it's currently Ramadan, um, which is like the holiest time of year for Muslims. And okay, so let me start with sort of the beginning in the neighborhood of, and I may say this wrong, Sheikh Jarrah, which is in Jerusalem. There are about two dozen Palestinian families who are currently being uh, evicted from their homes. And the reason they're living in this neighborhood is because back in the 1940s and 50s, when there were this this massive, uh, you know, Jewish settlements all throughout Israel, or all throughout Palestine, um, at the time it was all Palestine, there was obviously this refugee crisis. And so the West Bank and East Jerusalem were at the time under Jordanian control. And the deal that was struck with a lot of these Palestinian refugees was settle here, give up your refugee status, which is important for like UN shit, and you will inherit this land. We'll, you'll, you'll be able to like, you know, pay, buy it and pay a mortgage on it and then you'll own it and you can pass it down to your descendants and it will be yours. Sounds like a pretty sweet deal. It was. It was not fucking upheld, as you can tell from the state of modern day Israel-Palestine. Um, and so a Jerusalem, uh, uh, an Israeli magistrate court has ruled that 12 of these 24 Palestinian families in the Sheikh Jarrah neighborhood uh, have to give up their homes to Israeli Jewish settlers. Why? And because they said because so. the courts are super corrupt and anti-Palestinian. Well, and, um, they, and they also have to pay like the so they equivalent also, of twenty thousand dollars. Wait, wait, yeah. wait! These fees. people are being evicted and charged for their own eviction. Yeah, yeah. It's like in that 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 part in Brazil where uh, they. <laughs> Right, that movie Brazil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they get like talking about Robert De Niro, yeah, like coming in on yeah. like a like a like a wire, yeah, like a yeah, zip line, yeah, like, a zip line hacker, yeah, yeah. And they were like like a guy gets uh, murked by the government, and then they like hand them hand them the a widow bill. a widow a bill. Yeah, it's it's basically we should do that. a podcasters commentary on yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's happening, and. You know, the other thing about these homes is that, like, for for many Palestinians who are living in East Jerusalem, they've been living there for centuries, uh, and they're living in housing that desperately needs to be renovated. A lot of these buildings are crumbling, but the, like, Israeli government refuses to grant them permits to repair these very old crumbling homes. So part of this is like a like a self-deportation kind of situation, right? Where it's just like, treat them so terribly that they leave. And when that doesn't work, get the courts involved to actually evict them and then give us $20,000 for the, you know, uh, for the convenience of it. God, this sounds so American. Right? Right? Yeah. Or, or well, it's, it's like, funded by America. Yeah, right. So, yeah. You know? well, it was like, no, uh, oh, is it, like, is your neighborhood crumbling? That's your fault. Like, well, but no, but I want to fix it. And like, you're not allowed to. No. Oh, wait, what? we have a treaty with your people? Oh, that was that was, <laughs> that was several administrations ago. ago. <laughs> like, yeah, no, you I... know. And yeah, if you haven't listened to our episode, uh, Special special Relationship, our special relationship yeah. was mm-hmm, the name of mm-hmm. it, which was originally a bonus episode and we released it on the main feed. Um, if you haven't listened to that and you're interested in 
the very long and storied relationship between the United States and Israel. I highly recommend listening to it. Um, it includes uh, a story about bull semen. It does include a story about bull semen. Yeah, you know, that sweetens the, the deal. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, red heifer prophecy. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the question of East Jerusalem has been a really big one for Israel for a very long time, as well as the uh, Temple Mount and the complex on which Al-Aqsa Mosque ex- sits, which is the third holiest site in Islam. And, you know, people often say that it's the third holiest site in Islam. But for Palestinians, it's really the only holy site. Like, it's it's very important to Palestinians. One, because most of the population is so fucking impoverished, they are never going to make it to Mecca. Um, their travel is restricted. It's very difficult for them to manage to go to really any other, like, high holy place. Yeah, you're, you're not going on a hajj. Like yeah, you're not going yeah. on Hajj. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying. I don't know if Palestinians are able to go on Hajj or not. My best guess is that it is very difficult and probably doesn't happen a whole lot. So it's Ramadan. You have tens of thousands of Muslims like packing into, you know, the courtyard of Al Aqsa to go and pray. Um, and because coronavirus has cor- coronavirus has been handled very well in Israel, they're able to do that with relative safety even though they're not vaccinating nearly as many Palestinians as they are Jewish Israelis. But, you know, it's there is still like that herd immunity element. Mm -hmm. So anyway, what has been happening is uh, between these armed thugs, these Jewish settlers, which are very often like young men who are armed with clubs and pepper spray. So this isn't even like IDF forces in uniform. So it's kind of a combination of both. So at Al-Aqsa on the mount, on the Temple Mount, there are a ton of, yeah, like IDF, Israeli soldiers beating people, shooting them with quote unquote rubber bullets. They're not rubber bullets. They're steel bullets. Coated That are coated in rubber. You know? Yeah. That's... What the fuck? Um, like hurling flaming tear gas canisters, uh, obviously pepper spray, beating people. um, Something called skunk water? Skunk water? I don't even know what that is. Yeah. So that's just like poopy water? I, mm. You know what? Let's look it up, because I don't know Uh, what it is. Um. Okay. What? Well, no, you say what you want to say while I look up what skunk water is. (laughs) Well, I mean, the, the fact that, like, you know, we we're, were talking a little bit a little bit about this off mic that you know like the fact that um Israel has like obligatory military service in the IDF you know so like kind of brings home the fact that you know when we say like like Israeli soldiers and like non-military thugs is like they all have military they experience. all have military experience yeah. Yeah, or like you can just be like really stoked about your time in the IDF that you're going to go to in any way Right, so it's like I it, it, the, the the distinction is almost meaningless. It's almost like the distinction of like you know just like being a, a, a graduated senior that still hangs out at college parties or something. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> like, I guess so just but your parties are are just like murderous <laughs> death squads. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting picture of paint. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess right. I was thinking the bigger difference is like you could hypothetically like hold the state accountable for it. Whereas like if sure. it's like a militia yeah. and yeah. it's just like these people like coming out of their homes with like just, you know, random weapons and doing shit, then it's like, okay, you got to like prosecute these individual people yeah. as opposed to like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but the courts in Israel are so corrupt and anti-Palestinian yeah. that like it's very, very difficult to find any justice in the court system either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the courts are responsible for getting these people evicted. Right. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, this is all, all happening right. above board. Yeah. Skunk water, and I'll read now from the BBC. 
Um, apparently, you have to uh, do it in a British you, accent. Apparently, police departments in the United States are buying this from Israel, Fuck so we can look forward to them on our own street soon. It is a truly putrid stench. Palestinians who have been sprayed describe it as worse than raw stew- sewage and like a mixture of excrement, noxish, ga- noxish, noxious, 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 noxious. Sorry, and a decomposing donkey. So this is poo poo water. Okay, so invented by Israeli form Odor Tech. <laughs> what? Skunk water was first used by the Israeli God military against demonstrators in the occupied West Bank in twenty in two thousand eight. Since then, armored, and th- this picture is wild, armored vehicles equipped with water cannons spraying jets of the stinky liquid have become a regular sight. Although it may induce a gagging reflex, the company says skunk is made from 100% food-grade ingredients and is 100% eco-friendly, harmless to both nature and people. Don't worry, the, the, the holster the, for your desert eagle is vegan leather. <laughs> that's true, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they, that, I, they, 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 they say that a bunch. Yeah, yeah. you know, like, like they, they have the IDF has like a whole Their like recruitment like video. Vegan, yeah. Well, it's an option. It's an option that you can get. Oh, you can, okay. Instead of a wool beret, you can get like some sort hey, of. Hey, a step forward thing. is a step forward. Yeah. Um, uh, the secret recipe includes yeast, baking powder, and water. Which sounds innocent enough, but the scent can linger on skin and in the environment for days, sometimes longer. So it's not harmful to people, but it's a weapon. They call it a humane riot dispersal tool. Okay. I don't know, it sounds like something that maybe you could make, hypothetically, parody satire. You could make something like this at home, put it it in a super soaker, and spray it on those assholes that hang outside of Planned Parenthood. Ooh, so <gasps> that's a very good idea. So, what's that recipe again? It's Ye- secret, yeast, but it has uh, yeast, baking soda, baking soda, and I got I got a couple fermenters. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, yeast, baking powder, and water. Yeast. So we could we could probably oh, figure it. What the baking powder before? It's like pH <laughs> thing. I don't know. I don't I know. Mean, am I wrong? Like, doesn't the Geneva Convention like pretty? clearly break out like the illegal use of like chemical irritants in like warfare and like is it is it a matter of degree like is is pepper spray the un has said that pepper spray violates the geneva convention already so i mean yeah okay it's not really so this is just rogue state shit well, I mean, you're only a rogue state if you don't have a really big military yeah otherwise you're just a powerful un ally who then, has a lot of sway yeah then you're sad and threatens to destroy the un if they ever tried to enforce the rules against us okay all right um i can't remember why i was talking about skunk water anymore uh, other than the fact that that's one of the things that yeah, they're that using it. yeah yeah that's it they're, they're using that to help uh, evict a bunch of families so that's what's happening on the mount is these, no, that, that's, well, yes, that is true. But that's mostly what's happening right now on the mount where there are both people praying at the mosque during Ramadan, but also protesters pro- protesting the eviction of these, of these people. But also in this neighborhood that I mentioned are these Jewish settlers walking around armed with clubs, clubs and pepper spray. And these are not at, at, at the very least, they're not like uniformed IDF soldiers. Yeah, it's yeah. possible that some of them are still in the IDF, but that's not. They're there as civilians. These are like Jewish brown shirts. Yes, or, or Israeli Ooh, okay. brown shirts. <laughs> I mean, white, white and blue shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. 
This I mean, is spicy. This is getting spicy. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, like, I don't see the difference, though. Yeah, to be honest. Well, yeah. and you are the Jew on the podcast, yeah. so, so you can, I, you can I, say it. Yeah, I don't know if I can. Like, it's a, yeah, I, I'm saying right now, it's okay to say. Uh, my circumcised penis says it's okay to say. <laughs> um, you can also still make fun of Ben Shapiro for being short. I'm five four. It's okay to do that. And his last name is Banks. So yeah. if that's not enough of a of proof that you're allowed to say. It. So uh, one of the one thing about Ramadan that is like part of the ritual and the 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 worship is uh, families often get together to have these large, um, often outdoors, especially in Jerusalem, one of the oldest cities in the world, where there's ho- not a whole lot of room inside your house. Um, but these large, like, breakfast dinners. Everybody gets together to, like, you know, celebrate with each other and, yeah, you know, worship. Yeah, it's probably the, mo- the most important time of the day. It's most, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have not eaten in, you know, 12 hours <laughs> now, and you're eating. And these Israeli settlers, often young men, are attacking families while they are, you know, having their breakfast and spraying them with pepper spray and beating them. There have been videos um of like these are like tables of you know 20 people seven you know seven or eight of them are children like just being attacked in the streets looking like the last supper and then a bunch of riot cops in the background yeah and just people doing it for sport it seems they're doing it for yeah they're absolutely doing it for for sport they're 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 hunting them yeah so we were talking about this off mic a little bit it was like chris you brought you brought up this question like like how is it that a state of jews like don't see the massive irony here of yeah, like a, a doing cr- a crystal knock yeah. like on, on on a on another people like right? a state yeah. formed through the crucible of the holocaust yeah yeah like why why don't they notice that they're doing it too? and like the uh, Brittany, what what did, what did you say it's just like well if you don't see them as people then it's not problem yeah you're you're people so when it was done to you it was really wrong because you're people but if they're subhuman once again the irony is like (laughs) yeah i mean yeah yeah or 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 the the fact that you think that you're entitled to this land and they're they're kind of like like deep history intruders to it but yeah yeah. but but and i also think that there's also a driving force behind this is the only way that jews can be safe in the world is if there's always a jewish state in the jewish homeland then it can protect against the against any future holocausts yeah and if that's what's on the line is the future of your people of your race of your religion then any measure is necessary yeah, we're, um, we were talking also about, like, the parallel to American history. You know, I'm, like, watching the HBO documentary series um, uh, Exterminate All the Brutes, which is fucking extremely, it's good, but it is harrowing. It's, like, it's pretty intense. Basically, what is, like, what is that about? It's, like, a naked history of Western uh, civilization. Oh, okay. It's just, like, the, the straight course cuts of, like, what happened and illustrated beautifully and, like... It's all the people we brutalized yes, and exploited yes, and killed yes, full stock. Yeah. Yes. It's like a people's history of the United States, but without like as much of a focus on like the struggle of like people. It's more just like this is what Western civilization did and this is who paid the cost. Have you and- watched the episode on gamers yet? <laughs> What the cover? Yo, what we've done to gamers? I I, I I'm like sending the NAC about uh, the the upcoming men's rights. Uh, world, yeah, it's so. gonna be terrible. 
Yeah, no, the- Anita Sarkeesian has as many bodies on her as, <laughs> as, as Hitler. Yeah. Oh man, uh, but <laughs> we, yeah, we just see the, the idea of like the Puritans, for example, or like the Scots Irish. You know, like you have the, this these people who uh, were persecuted to some degree, you know, in their homeland, and then went and found a new homeland in someone else's homeland, and then were suddenly in a perpetual wartime footing, and therefore could justify any number of abuses and horrendous, like, Yeah, Irish people were starved by the English and came over here and joined a bunch of police departments. And not just police departments, just uh, people out on the frontier. Yeah. Just, like, actually, like, doing the 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 knife bone and sinew work of like conquest of and and like yeah it was yeah it's just like history doesn't necessarily repeat itself it's just like a continuation of several themes yeah and like jesus Uh, you were gonna say something babe and i cut you off i'm sorry about that no no i was gonna gonna make a joke about how uh it's 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 inappropriate that uh, Anita Sarkeesian um, like still goes on a rampage, even though we finally acknowledged the uh, uh, Armenian genocide. Like she should stop doing all that retribut- <laughs> retributive justice. Um, no, I thought I cut you off before. No. That, but... <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, so the UN says that these are very likely uh, war crimes that continued Israeli settlement into areas that have been designated Palestinian lands uh, are war crimes and has been saying that for a long time. But because Israel has its very big, strong brother, the United States of America, it really doesn't matter so much what the UN says about what Israel does. Yeah. Because the UN is powerless relative to the United States. Yeah. Like, we dictate global policy. Yeah. Chappelle's show had a, a, a bit on this with uh, Black Bush, uh, and he was, you know, Classic. like just being George Bush, but black. Yeah. And he was talking uh, to the UN and he's like, oh, oh, you, you, you have a problem with my invasion of Iraq? Sanction me with your army. Oh, what's that? <laughs> you don't have an army? Then I, wow, because if I didn't have an army... I would shut the fuck up. <laughs> I would shut the fuck up. Yeah. And that is... Uh, and that's pretty much yeah, how it works. That's pretty much how it works. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I send all my love to Palestine. I wish I knew, like, something useful or helpful that I could do all the way the fuck over here. Just complicit in the crimes of my home country. But Let, Let's give the UN a nuke. A single let's, nuke. let's give just them a couple. Yeah, let's give them a couple nukes. Okay, I think we should yeah. give them maybe ten. Yeah, 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 and just be like, hey, um, you guys get to. The, the UN uh, are such pussies. These- they would be like, oh, uh, America. Oh. I don't. Some people, some of your people. It was this pod- podcast called Iron Meats. <laughs> they gave us these, but I don't think that we should have these. I think these were. I just wanted to return these, and I'm sorry. Sorry. I really wonder what a, a UN like post-American imperial like you know peak would be like because like that's definitely where we're heading right like we're heading into a post like american imperialist uh, position right one, like one could hope yeah i mean like y- you can even see it, it written in uh the language of our you know fearless leader J- joseph biden like he's like the come apologizer out. in chief <laughs> <laughs> so he, he's he's you know coming out against um the uh vaccine um uh trademarking and the right. uh, ip protection yeah. he's basically saying like 
No, fuck these guys. Yeah, like, he's based. We lo- <laughs> as we said last episode, yeah. we love Joe Biden now. If yeah. you cancel your Patreon subscription, <laughs> then you are not a true well, leftist it- like Joe Biden, <laughs> who is a true leftist now. Well, it's like, I got to give credit where credit is It is pretty due, dank, though. Yeah, right? it is pretty it, dank. He was effectively like, pressured. Yeah, like, know, in like, the same yeah. way that, um, you know, I had to give credit when uh, uh, Trump went and uh, shook Kim Jong-un's hand. Yeah. It's like, that's the only thing to do at this point. Yeah. Like, that's reasonable and humane, like, even at all. Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah, so, but I just, I think we're, we're living through the very long arc of the collapse of American empire. And, like, I wonder what will happen. Like I, I forgot what I was reading that uh, um, they were talking, like, China was talking about a multipolar world uh, um managed through the un and i think the united states was like no and then like put their dick <laughs> on the table or something i don't I, I don't remember what our our dumb our dumbest shit aggro response was but but i, I do remember like to kind of answer your question chris you know like it's at least in rhetoric which you know you know that and five dollars will get you a, a beer you know it was like kind of the you know the I, china's said you know like they want to have a multipolar world with the UN as like the the managing body, which you know, tight, fine, cool. Yeah, it'd be you really know? weird if like suddenly the UN like sanctioned simultaneously Israel for its treatment yeah. of the Palestinians and China for its treatment of the Uyghurs, yeah. like <laughs> at once in a way yeah. that like actually right. like meant something. Yeah, and the United States for its support of oh. Israel and our own genocide and, and our, all, of uh, our all, all of our uh what do you call it like um, our, our, our current ongoing genocide yeah and just you know our um uh, sanctions that they yeah. all essentially they might give a lot of uh you know uh like written um disagreement to but they more well, or less are they supposed to do they yeah, can't enforce right. any anything yeah, and, they and, can't and, enforce anything yeah and like you know like our embargo on cuba like <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Like, it'd be great if that ended. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think like among any other country and its people, like a multipolar world run by the UN would look the most different to Americans. Right. Like, I think that's pretty much definitely true. Mm. Like everywhere else. You think so? Yeah. I think everywhere else in the world, like when you look at like, who is the, you know, the, the biggest danger to world peace and like Americans all say it's like Iran and then like everyone else in the world says it's the United yeah, States. Yeah, the thing is all you of know, our like, imperialism, I don't think actually has much of an effect on the average American's daily life. Well, no, it, well, I mean like we, so it, it's the water except we swim to, in, Except but, at the grocery store. Yeah, well, I, what I'm saying is that like, I think like the world would be so different if the UN got its way for Americans. I think it would be a lot different for us. It would be more different. It would be more different than it would be for literally anyone else on the planet. I think it'd be pretty it, fucking different for Palestinians. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, yeah. I no, what, what I, I guess what, what I, I mean is like pretty sentiment. fucking different for Bolivia. No, what, what I mean is like sentiment, like, like the way that Americans see the world is like, we're the, we bring peace to everyone. And whereas like everyone else is like, yeah, like Palestine is, is like an apartheid, a, an apartheid state. state, and like Bolivia it was overthrown by America and installed like Look, we some like whoever we want, insane <laughs> Christian <laughs> fascist. Okay, Elon, yeah, right? You know, and like like I think like the average American would be m- the most like surprised by ha- by like the lines that the UN would take versus like the average I don't know Luxembourgian or 
what, what or I, Mongolian. Like they, they yeah. would they would be like, yeah, that seems to be the correct decision. Whereas most Americans would be like, oh no, it's it's Sharia law or something. Well, mm. like I think that what we're likely going to see into the rest of the 21st century is a diminishing of American state power and an increase in the multinational corporations that currently drive American state power in terms of like sort of naked representation of their own interests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think that we will see a decline of American imperialism through, like, state mandates and, you know, various, um, you know, military blockades and stuff as our capacity to outspend the rest of the world militaristically, like, combined uh, diminishes due to, like, a downturn in our economy and, you know, a bunch of other things. But I think what we'll see is, like, a lot of the same powerful interests that currently run our government will just run all of the governments of, like, all of the world. Yeah. And that there will be, like, a, you know, sort of a, a corporate in takeover of powers from, you know, because, like, if you look at the trends, like, you look at the Trump administration and, you know, even Biden with, like, um, uh, like, the, the diplomatic route is not being pushed nearly as much. And like a lot of the standing on the world stage, so to speak of like American national, like uh political uh, influence is like bad, like not nearly as like, right. you know, um, cooperative and like, um, help like respected or whatever else. But it was under Obama. Yeah. And it, it was. could yeah. be yeah. again. Yeah. I really, I think that, and that actually concerns me because I think we lost a lot of prestige on the world stage under Trump because he was a like petulant child who like, you know, didn't want to share his toys and yeah. whatever else. Yeah, he was like, You guys pay for NATO. Fuck <laughs> off. Yeah, and he was yeah. Um you know, he withdrew from the Paris Climate Accords. Like I think that as Iran, Iran deal. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Iran deal. I think that as those things get reversed, we can very easily return to like the status that we were. Yeah that we enjoyed under Barack Obama. And uh, I personally think that sucks. I think you're probably right. We'll, we'll <laughs> I see. think it would be better if people still disrespected us. <laughs> but the problem is we have so much money and so many weapons and so many nukes that like... We're a threat. We're a threat. We'll always be a threat. Yeah. We'll always be a global threat. All right. I want to, um, I want to address a um something i I've, I've said on this podcast you know i've i've given a lot of flack to elon musk for being uh, a robot um who is interested in enslaving the entirety of the human species and um i realize that i think i've been a little insensitive to the it fact that he is neurodivergent oh god he came out on SNL uh, last night um, and revealed that he has Asperger's. Really? Which... Is that what makes him think that he can topple governments at his whim? And... It, what's the phrase? It's an explanation, not an excuse. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah. Uh, but in other news, I do have to give props to SpaceX because I think on their 15th try, they recently, I think, had a functional prototype landing of their lunar lander craft uh that went up and came down i forget the name of the specific uh rocket model of it but uh 15 times uh for it to not just explode um cool. and so good good on them good, good on for them good on all the scientists that are actually advancing um space flight 
and all of that. I think that is something that uh, humanity uh, should pursue. Um, but yeah, it, it would be be great if it happened in a um, democratic, egalitarian, uh, purposed direction. Uh, I don't know. To me, you know? it feels like building a tool shed when your house is on fire. <laughs> like, it's fine to do it, but can we fix our own fucking problems first before we yeah. decide we need to go back and forth from the moon? <laughs> well, well, you know, we can walk and chew bubble gum at the same time. No, we fucking can't. There's no. no, there's no racism on the moon. Ah, God. There's new Nokia moon base. Yeah. It's going to be coming soon. Um, and so these people saying like, you know, Elon Musk is ensuring the survival of our race. What are we going to do after the sun? Like, so, you know, we have to get off this planet. We have to. Do- You're worried about the sun. <laughs> there is exactly one reason you should be worried about the sun and it is that it is turning our planet currently into a pot of boiling water yeah you don't need to worry about when it explodes in f- like 50 million years or whatever yeah, we're not gonna make it we're not gonna make it like uh. another hundred <laughs> like uh i have but- no problem with going to the moon in theory mm-hmm. it's just can can we fucking tax the rich first like yeah. can we worry about that yeah privatized space exploration yeah is terrible yeah and not a good priority no and i'm i don't care if elon musk has that my problem with elon musk is not that he's awkward yeah or like you know doesn't pick up social cues <laughs> my problem with elon musk is that he thinks it's okay to coup other countries because they have lithium yeah okay to bus union bus his own uh, employees okay yeah. to to be defiant of like um, health mandates to curb an exploding pandemic in the country. To um, leave his space garbage everywhere without any care for like the future when we may not want to look at all your stupid fucking yeah the space star- trash the Starlink yeah uh, thing yeah. Um, did you guys see that the Chinese uh, have a rocket that lost control and yeah. they know where it's going to come down? It already but- came down. Oh okay. It, yeah. It was de- it was mostly destroyed. On, yeah, yeah. on impact with the atmosphere which is re- what china said this yeah, shit yeah. pisses me off this was all of, i'm convinced that this was all propaganda because okay. china had this problem with its rocket and it had a, an uncontrolled descent but china said and because they don't share a ton of information about yeah. their space program with us and they fucking shouldn't <laughs> there's <laughs> no reason to will yeah. yeah. stuxnet them. they said yes it's an <laughs> yeah, uncontrolled exactly, descent yeah. but it is going like it is it is most likely going to be destroyed when it reaches the atmosphere. Yeah. It's not going to be a problem. I'm sorry, t- a rocket worked world. too well, <laughs> and too much of it went into orbit. <laughs> like, that's ultimately what they should have said. <laughs> and the whole world is just like, oh, my hair on fire. Oh, my God, the rocket, it could hit New York City, and billions will die. Yeah. Everybody's fucking hair on fire freaking out about it. And everybody's charting the trajectory and like updates. My CNN app is just like constantly like update rogue Chinese rocket set to land. (laughs) Communist rocket to come down over the Eastern Seaboard. Freedom loving people. (laughs) (laughs) And guess what? It did what China said that it would do, which is that most of it was destroyed upon impact into uh, the atmosphere. Like, and then the rest of it fell into the ocean. Yeah. Which, of course, it did because the Earth is 70% ocean. So, you know, it, it, the whole thing was just really, like, uh, it, it just, like, disgraceful and such a good indication of, like, the Red Scare yeah, remember, mentality. Remember when Modi fired uh, a surface-to-space rocket that blew up and uh, one of their satellites and sp- sent, yeah. like, 10 billion pieces of, like, fast-moving 
uh, like space debris, like into our uh, geosynchronous orbit. And he's everyone like, was cool, like, we did it. Yeah, and every, everyone was <laughs> like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, I don't, every time we sent up the shuttle, right, the space shuttle, it had an enormous exterior, uh, like, fuel tank that it just, like, shit off and burned in, like... Yeah. And, like, would fall into the atmosphere uncontrolled yeah. also, like, out into the Indian Ocean or something. Yeah. Like, it was, like, like that... We did that when stuff was working. It was just, like... The, like, the difference is that this was, like, big. Yeah. This was, like, bigger than the Statue of Liberty. It was big. And, I, and I, eventually we're gonna have a fucking Model S just come... Screaming through the atmosphere <laughs> after making a couple loops around the asteroid belt. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there was like this comparison of coverage of Starlink versus the quote unquote Chinese rocket and like how the two were covered. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is what Sinophobia looks like. Yeah. Which like, yeah, I mean, and con- like, and, you know, red, like red scare shit, but whatever. Let's get some good news in the chat, guys. Hell yeah. Let's get some Hell good yeah. news going on. Um, all right. I got, I got some good news. You do? Uh, all right. Yeah. Hit me with it. At least, at least I think this is good news. Um, uh, I'm, it's I'm, cute news. Yeah, it's cute news. This and is it, our wildflower for everyone listening. Yeah, it's yes, our wildflower. Yes. Okay. And, You're about uh, to experience the wildflower. <laughs> <laughs> for potentially, uh, what, the 96th time? Yeah. 96th? Uh, I don't think... Did we start doing them in the first episode? Yeah, I believe Okay, I believe yeah, we, so this we, will be our 96th yeah. wildflower. I want to say we did that. Um, yeah, so this is uh, from BBC uh, World News um, Europe. Um, the title of this article... Oh, it can't be World and Europe. That's a good point. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Europe's not the world, BBC. Yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, the, the title of this article is Belgian Farmer Accidentally Moves French Border. Um, so yeah, you know, just in the theme of imaginary borders, um, they're uh, as real as we make them. And sometimes uh, independent human beings can make them d- different. Uh, and, and so... Now you've got this uh, thing. It says, a farmer in Belgium has caused a stir after inadvertently uh, redrawing the country's border with France. A local uh, history enthusiast was walking through the forest when he noticed the stone marking the boundary between the two countries had moved about 7.5 feet. Um, The Belgian farmer, uh, apparently annoyed by the the stone in his tractor's path, had moved it into French territory. Uh, Instead of causing international uproar, the incident has been met with smiles on both sides of the border. He made Belgium bigger and France smaller. It's not a good idea, says uh, David Laveau, (laughs) uh, mayor of the Belgian village of Urkelins? It's not not real. Um, (laughs) He told uh, French TV channel TF1. uh, That sort of move caused a headache between private landowners, he pointed out, let alone neighboring states. The border between France and what is now Belgium stretches about 620 kilometers or 390 miles, and it was uh, formally established under the Treaty of Kortrijk. A bunch more, yeah, K O R T I R I J K. Uh, signed in 1820 after Napoleon's defeat at Waterloo five years earlier. So that's a pretty important border. Yeah. I'm just saying, Waterloo is kind of a big deal. Yeah. I remember it from history. <laughs> I don't remember anything about it, but... It was it was Napoleon's Waterloo. Oh, that's what it... It was the Waterloo. Yeah. yeah. That's what I call my toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
The stone dates back to 1819 when the border was first marked out. Um, I was happy my town was bigger, the Belgian mayor added with a laugh. But the mayor of... Uh, Oh man, I can't pronounce any of these. <laughs> French Bus- place. Busigny-sur-Rock uh, didn't agree. Um, we should be able to avoid a new border war, uh, the amused mayor of the neighboring French village, Henri Wellonek, uh, told uh, Lavoie de Nord. Um, local Belgian authorities plan to contact the farmer to ask him to return the stone to its original location. If that does not happen, the case could end up at the Belgian Foreign Ministry, which uh, would have to summon a Franco-Belgian Border Commission, dormant since 1930. Uh, Mr. Laveau uh, noted that the farmer could face criminal charges if he failed to comply. Oh, good Lord. Relax. (laughs) It's still your country. It's just a rock. It doesn't change where your country is. (laughs) If he shows goodwill, we won't have a problem. We'll settle this issue amicably, he told Belgian News, uh, Sidinfo. I just love that, like, an individual person, you know, just going about their day, like removed like hectares of property from two like states. It's <laughs> very silly. I mean, like if my neighbor moved their fence or whatever, mm-hmm. or like set a piece of patio furniture in my yard, it doesn't change that it's my property. Like, but what if they said it wasn't? And what if they acted? then I would call out a surveyor? Would it eventually lead to a border conflict? Maybe. What if your neighbor has a nuke? <laughs> I don't think France or Belgium have nukes. France has nukes. What France if has nukes? What yeah. if they have skunk water? Now Ooh. that is a problem. Yeah. That's very cute, though. It's a very cute story that nobody's, like, making a stink about it. Yeah. And you know what? If the rock was in my way, I'd move it. And you know what we can uh, thank for um, the, the calm, uh, t- you know, attitudes of everybody? The EU. You know? Yeah. As, as that's, a, why, uh, that's why democracy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's one of those... You know why we wouldn't have this problem? Is if we had a one-world government? Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's, that's, I guess, what I wanted to, like, sort of wax poetic on for a second. Because, like, you know, I, I describe myself as an anarchist. Like, yeah. Because I think that, you know, having competitive nation-states that are militaristically uh, bound and, you know, honor-coded their individuals to, like, lay down their life for, like, the interests of, like, these states, which are, in fact, run by just the ruling class in them, um, that that's a bad thing, right? And it leads to war, like Europe went through for, like, its entire fucking existence. And then the EU happened, which is pretty close to, like, a world government, you know, but just for Europe. And suddenly they're all getting along, which is to say not quite getting along, doing like fucked up economic shit to each other, like Germany to Greece and et cetera. Um, But like avoiding militaristic national conflagrations, which is an improvement. And so, you know, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure where... I'm going with this. You're an anarchist who wants a one world government. It <laughs> makes perfect sense. I, I don't know. Totally yeah, I think it's it's sort of like the whole, uh, uh, what do you call it? Municipal confederalism idea. The idea of like independent local action and like self-determination of like people in their communities, but also combined with a global participatory democratic process that avoids war. Like, that seems to be where I'm at, and, you know, I think that without, like, the EU, like, maybe something as simple as a fucking farmer moving a stone could have actually led to, like, people losing blood. I mean, I think, I think, honestly, what makes more of a difference is that Belgium and France share a lot of cultural 
similarities. Yeah, as well as economic like linkages and economic linkages, and um, and they're not desperate interests. for whatever resources are on that. Those yeah, and I think that that is what I think that even if you had a like, I'm 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 struggling to come up with an example, mostly because I I just am not very good at geopolitical. Um, who is anything <laughs> no one on this podcast really uh but like i imagine something similar happening with like mexico and the united mm, states mm. and like i don't know that that's something that like a pan-american alliance or like government government would like fix that problem because mm. i think a lot of it is disparity between nations which are still going to exist even when you have that kind of like regional alliance system Mm -hmm. um it's easy to like all get together and say like let's use the same trains and currency Mm. but when it comes to like one nation having a lot of resources and a very different set of cultural practices Mm -hmm. and like say different skin color Mm -hmm. especially if one of them is super racist (laughs) like you know i feel like all of those things are, are really important factors if we're talking about like a model for global governance going forward Whereas the French and Belgians are both equally racist against people that are not French and Belgian. Right. Yeah. They're basically the same thing. Yeah. The there's not thing. even a, re- there's not even an actual difference between France and Belgium. And you can't convince me otherwise. No. So, uh, one of the things that I considered doing for a wildflower for today, uh, I think we have to postpone to when and if it actually happens. Okay. But it's um, that, uh, you know, President Biden, uh, that creepy rapist, um, he's done it again, folks. He's proposed something that uh, honestly surprised me in a good way, which is that he's looking to double the tax on uh, capital gains, which is to say passive yeah. income, yeah. which is to say exploitation. Yeah. And, that it's going to go from like I think twenty uh, percent up to thirty nine point six percent, which at least is higher than the tax rate for an Uber driver. Yeah, for, for right. one. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah. like in a direction that's good. Uh, it's definitely not nearly enough. Like the capital gains tax, or maybe it was just the um, highest tax bracket during like the FDR era, New Deal era, uh, was like ninety percent. Um, but you know, forty is better than twenty. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully that happens. Uh, I know a lot of people are um, getting, uh, you know, agitated online about it. You know, the capitalists in our society. Um, and good. If they're angry, then I'm yeah, happy. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, that's all happening uh, with uh, a explosion in crypto value, uh, which is very concerning and probably deserves its own like bonus deep dive didn't dogecoin like absolutely yeah. nosedive yeah. when elon went on snl it could have but it went up something like eight eight thousand percent in the last four months or something i'm so tired yeah, <laughs> yeah. so so <laughs> so so first off Elon Musk, you know, previously uh, this year, uh, the world's richest man uh, declared that uh, Dogecoin is, quote, the people's crypto. It's always good when the richest person on the planet. (laughs) If he says it's the people's crypto, then that's how you know it's true. But yeah. uh, Uh, Look, he's just a poor South African immigrant. Okay. With Asperger's. Oh, my God. All right. Um. Thank you for listening to this episode of Iron Weeds. We are coming up on episode 100. And if you have any, uh, we're thinking about doing a Q&A. And if you have any ideas for something else that you would like us to do, please keep it to yourself. Up. 
No. Oh, okay. David, <laughs> come on. Please write to us. Yeah, um, no, yeah let us know yeah. what you want to hear and check out our Patreon feed. We're about to talk about a cult that worships the clitoris. It's going to be very exciting. I don't know how saucy we should get. I, I am I'm the king. Only... <laughs> <laughs> you are the king, baby. Yeah. Um, I am the only person on this show, as far as I know, who has a clitoris. Yeah. So I, I don't, I'm not sure like what it's going to be like to talk about it for an hour, but we'll find out. And you can find out <laughs> at patreon.com slash ironweeds for as little as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content. And and while you're there, you know, sign up for the reaction tier because reaction podcast is the shit. It's, it's pretty so lit. fucking good. Like, it's pretty lit. Like we have like pod statistics feedback. And like, honestly, in terms of the quality differential between reaction and ironweeds. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. No. Like, well, you know, it's a different kind of show. It's reaction better. is basically audio essays. So yeah. if you're looking for like banter, if you like the bants and yeah. shit, um, you're not going to find that. If you like listening to me uh, talk about things that I spent hours upon hours upon Extremely hours well researching written. and then very carefully writing out an essay about and then reading it to you. Um, it's very good if you yeah. like that. And, I, I, and, you know, I do. And so I'm like, you know, on the... The edge of my seat, waiting for the next episode. Sean from Antifada likes it. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, he shout out the show. He he likes it a lot. So. We should we should have him on. All right. Or I don't know. Well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll see. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Ironweeds Pod. You can find us on Instagram, Ironweeds Pod. And you know I've been waiting for this. You know I've been waiting for this. <laughs> Send us an email. Why don't you at Ironweeds Pod at gmail.com <laughs> We love you. We love, love you so you. much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.